Welcome to the Hardware Asylum Podcast Extras. In this episode, we talk about the Gigabyte X99 Champion Challenge on Hardware Bot, and we look at some of the most popular GTA 5 mods. I'm your host, Dennis Garcia, and with me today, I have Darren McKay. Darren, as you know, I like to do a few overclocking competitions, but this time of year, which is right now we're recording this May 11th, 2015, uh-huh. it's kind of a, it's travel time for me. I have, um, you know, I just got back from California visiting some industry contacts of mine, and then we have Computex in the 1st of June. Right. So I can't really dedicate a lot of time to overclocking as I would like, but one of the Ninja Lane team members, which is Nilla, Nilla Killer, I think that I got his name right. <laughs> it's Tim. Yeah, better known as Tim. He's the one that won, won the one. Uh, he got the case that I modified for him. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, the, right. That half stacker. And as part of that half, sta- half stacker build, he put together a nice X99 build using the gigabyte champion board well now that's a great board so what's the what's the challenge so he decided to uh throw his hat in for the gigabyte x99 champion challenge on hardware bot which is now on ocesports.io which i have to mention otherwise they will come back and (laughs) beat me up but um this is a competition that six stages happens during the um basically the month of may okay and uh, it's divided in, as I mentioned, six stages. First stage is XTU five, 4 gigahertz, which is the highest score you can get at 4 gigahertz in XTU. Stage two is um, 4.5 gigahertz in XTU. Okay. Stage three is 5 gigahertz XTU. I'm seeing a trend here. Yep. Stage four is a GT730 3D Mark Firestrike Challenge. Oh, interesting. Now, we've seen the GT730 in a lot of competitions lately. Why is that? Well, we've seen the, the GT750. Uh, oh. 750. Um, and that was the, the new um, architecture from NVIDIA. Now, the 730, the reason they chose that one is it's a... Um, readily available modern gpu right that is extremely low um <laughs> low quality oh no it's, it's pretty slow the idea is that um the gpu in some of these benchmarks is going to be a less of a factor as motherboard overclocking so that way like if you did a, like a 980 it adds cost to the um to the entry value sure okay i see so ready available Cheap enough you can get one if you don't already have one, mm-hmm. and maybe cheap enough that you could burn one up if you needed to. Or five. <laughs> or five, yeah. I mean, they're only a couple hundred dollars, right? Well, okay. it's actually less than a hundred. Uh, stage five is basically same thing, GT730 using Catzilla 720p. Okay, so I'm not as familiar with Catzilla. Is that a video or is that another motherboard? That's a video-based um, overclock. Uh, benchmark, I should say, uh, from a, a company in Europe. I'm not sure exactly where they're from. But go, the, go, Catzilla. <laughs> something like that. The The benchmark is really demanding. It's DirectX 11 based. Um, you have this really big cat that comes out and destroys the city and <laughs> nice. laser beams and stuff like that. It's uh, very demanding. It's one of those that you kind of have to pay to play, which is a little bit like Future Mark. Okay. Um, and that's kind of what they're after. Stage six, which is the final stage, is a GT730 using 3D Mark 
1901. Ooh, a classic. Very, very old. This is a... With modern hardware, this is more of a um, motherboard CPU memory benchmark than a video card benchmark. Okay. Although if you can get some more um, CPUs or GPU cycles out of, your, out of your video card, it will run a lot better. Wow, okay. So um, as, uh, you know, I've been helping Tim with this competition. He's uh, submitted some scores and had a few of them rejected because of various things. So I've kind of helped him, uh, well, mentored him in uh, what needs to be represented in the screenshot and how the overclock should happen, what sorts of things he should tweak in the system so that he can get the best scores. Unfortunately, when um, the four, you know, stage one closed a couple of days ago as of this recording, and there was a lot of sandbaggers that, submitted scores at the very very end oh, of course the the top score was you know and they with um xtu what they do is you have um a six core and an eight core version of the x99 cpu which is the lga 2011 version three so they take the xtu score and divide it by how many cores you have so if you have a six core processor it takes the total score divides it by six and then you okay. get a per core um value if you have the eight core version it divides it by eight so i might have like two thousand points in xtu but divide by eight that is you know whatever it is so the top guy here he has uh 280.33 points per core with a total xtu score of um you know 1682 he so he was using a six core cpu divided by six and that's how he got the two point are 280 points sure and that's coldest and i don't recognize the name i'm not sure i recognize the flag but um he has submitted a lot of scores on hardware bot and enter a lot of competitions the main reason he got so many points is because he had uh something like 5.2 gigahertz uncore and that's the Northbridge frequency within the CPU. Oh, interesting. So that's the interaction between CPU and the memory controller paired with a pretty fast memory within the limits of the, of the competition. So he is able to get a really high score. The only way you can run 5.2 gigahertz on the Uncore is under LN2. So you're going to be super freezing this chip. Yeah. Unfortunately, Mr. Uh, Tim is uh, placed... You know, not even in the top 10. I'm going to go to even more rankings. He is currently all the way down here to 20th place. Oh, ouch. At 270 points per core. So that just doesn't seem like it's that much lower, but still. That's 10 points um, per core. Not not much separating the two. Um, The difference being that uh, he's on air water cooling. Uh Top guy's on LN2. But yeah, that's a huge advantage. That's a huge advantage. And that is uh, somewhat of the cost of entry in a lot of these competitions that are, you know, cash-based with lots of prizes. Um, Getting into some of the later stages where you have the GT730, one of the recommendations in the rules is that you can run the cars, but then you can also, you know, external power boards are available. Mm -hmm. So... They're kind of looking to adding like an E power or a G power to these cards, modifying them so that you can 
overvolt the snot out of these GPUs, run them on LN2 and get as fast as possible score out of that and then match that with whatever your uh, processor or motherboard is available, you know, to do. Well, I see that there are several changes based on each round, but am I seeing also cash prizes for each round or is it just for the the top people? So what kind of prizes are we looking at? All right. So prizes, getting back to, you know, the reason to enter these competitions, uh, first place gets um, $1,500 U.S., and that's each stage. Uh, yeah, stages one through six. Nice. So um, second place looks like $800. Third place, $500. There's also lucky draws that happen Ooh. randomly through the competition. So you have a chance to win an X99 SOC champion. Always nice. You have the gaming edition. You also have a UD4. Yeah, we love those boards. Yes, yep. we do. And uh, Tim was lucky enough to win an SOC champion throughout Excellent. this competition. So the fact that he entered and was submitting scores allowed him to win a lucky draw, which is good. Right. Uh, unfortunately, he's feeling the heat that he may not have um, the hardware to compete to be able to get in the top three places. I can see that. Later on because of the LN2 requirement. Well, Tim, we certainly wish you luck. It's a tough competition and some familiar names in the top. I know Mike CDM is competing, and he's a constant um, high-ranked American. Mm-hmm. So definitely a tough competition. And for a first-timer, I think you should be very proud of your placement. Yeah, wherever he lands up. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that he gets into the top three, but chances are without the LN2, it's not going to be, um, you know, not a good bet, but... But uh, winning a motherboard, that in itself is a great reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and once you get your name on the on the leaderboard, if you happen to be able to do LN2 later on or single stage phase, like what I've done a couple of times, right? that's going to propel you even higher up. Um, get your name out there, and pretty soon you might be flying off to Taiwan to compete in some sort of competition like Mr. Mike. Absolutely. Um, you know, we have Extreme Addict. He was fourth in stage one. Uh, he's a very fulfilling familiar name uh-huh. we have a couple of guys from australia we have a couple of guys from you know uh, that little island off of australia <laughs> new zealand new zealand um and as of this recording the competition is still going it will go until the end of may i believe and uh some of the stages close some of the stages open so we have um 4.5 gigahertz open currently followed by uh stage five which is five gigahertz and if you know anything about X99 overclocking to get to 5 gigahertz, you're going to need to go cold. Yeah. So um, this competition is going to be kind of dominated by LN2 unless, you know, you play the ponies and some guy that scored well in 4 gigahertz can't do it in 5 gigahertz. And Well, there's always the chance that you've got a better processor than everyone else. You mm-hmm. never know. You never know. And then... When it comes to the 3D stuff, um, it comes down to whether or not you can afford to mod your board or if you are bidding chips. And uh, yeah, that's the the beauty of these sort of competitions. There's a lot of variables and a lot of ways that things can change. Well, we certainly wish you luck, Tim, and all of the American contestants. And hopefully we see a strong representation. And it is always exciting just to see our local boys do well. So congratulations, Tim, and keep on putting those numbers up. We wish you well.
So, Darren, in a couple of the extras, we talk about games. And one yes. of the crazy things I found on the internet was a few mods for GTA V. Well, I know we've been talking about what we're going to be playing since we beat Dying Light. Mm-hmm. And GTA V seems to be the hot title. So, uh, what do you got? Well, we have uh, the top 10 GTA V mods so far. And this is in kind of in quotes on techradar.com. So the top one is Underwater Los Santos. And Ooh, interesting. If we see the video of this one, it's basically they raised the level of the ocean, flooded Los Santos, so you um, have to go building to building or boat to boat. So this uh, is not... Well, does he even swim? Well, you can swim in GTA V. Uh, a lot of times you find sharks and stuff oh. like that, and they come in and eat you. Well, that's kind of entertaining. I know the video starts out with some helicopter, and it yeah. definitely is reminiscent of Waterworld, which is the proper comparison. But mm-hmm. uh, you know how playable is it underwater? That's very interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure about the playing underwater portion of it. You know, heck, the, I have a hard time actually shooting <laughs> in GTA Five on the PC. So um, definitely, if you're into mods, you can probably check this out and just try it out and see if you like it. Well, I have to admit that it's a very ambitious mod, if nothing else, mm-hmm. and something I didn't even know was possible. That's yeah. Definitely well, shows the advantages of playing GTA on the PC. Yeah. The the next one on their list is the IC Enhancer Graphics. And this one kind of strikes me as weird because the GT, the Rockstar company spent a lot of time in GTA 5 to make it 4K compatible with 4K textures. Very pretty. And, you know, it's remarkably beautiful. And that's one of the things that's really pushed it for the PC and gotten me excited about it. Uh, but, you know, this is not abnormal for all the GTA games. I mean, 3 and 4 especially, there were lots of HD texture mods. And, uh, you know, you can always make the game better, right? Because at some point they've got to release it. So it's fairly static at that point, mm-hmm. And that's where the modders take over. Right. And that's the power of the PC, right? Exactly. Well, and especially when they're building for what I would consider the sweet spot PC. Yeah. And this lets the modders really go for those quad core machines with the, you know, the multiple Titans and, and crazy <laughs> textures like that. So I don't um, know if you'd want to play GTA five on multiple Titans, but the, yeah, the video got them. <laughs> yeah. The video for the IC enhancer is mostly water based. Mm-hmm. So I think that somebody had a water fetch or something. Well, yeah. Well, then water is one of those things that classically has been a great way to show off your graphic prowess, right? Yep. Go back to crisis. Uh, Gravity Gun is the next one on the list, and based on the video, it's um, you shoot a car or something, and it starts floating. Right now, this is reminiscent of uh, Half Life in a sense, where you could pick everything up and hurl it. And so, uh, yeah, kind of novel. It would yeah. be fun to try. Yeah. Uh, the next one on the list is Free Willy Five. Now, Free Willy 5. Now, this is the whale rampage video, right? Yeah, something like that, where you become a whale and you're hopping around. It, You know, the first thing that came to mind was, uh, what is it, Hitchhiker's Guide? <laughs> That's right, the famous whale scene from Hitchhiker's Guide. If you don't know what that is, you should definitely go read that novel. It'll make you laugh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the flopping whale... I mean, this is kind of one of those things where you go, why? But the fact that you can do this in GTA 5 alone is is kind of entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like pushing the envelope of 
why you'd want to do something. Exactly. Whale fetish, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, going with the why factor, we also have become a cop. Yeah, now this is the one I find most intriguing. And we looked at this earlier before we started today. And in short, you spawn police folk, and then you essentially you go out and fight crime. And, you know, coming from games like Need for Speed, Most Wanted, I've always kind of found it entertaining to turn the tide and to go out and chase the bad guys around. And I know this is maybe not as fully formed as that, but the whole concept of going out there and getting the bad guys mm-hmm. is especially interesting. I don't know if this translates to multiplayer, but, um, yeah. yeah, I could see spending a lot of time in this mod. Yeah, well, especially since GTA Five is based off of you being the robber and being chased by the cops. Exactly. And now you get to go after the robber. <laughs> so um, we didn't get to watch a lot of the video on that one, but I would definitely... You know, check out the link in the show notes. Go exactly. and watch some of these videos. This next mod on the list is one that has been making the rounds very, very popular on Reddit. A gun that shoots cars. Yeah, now even I've seen videos of this because it's made it down to mainstream media. And the whole concept behind it is a little wacky. Again, this kind of falls into the because you can mode of mods. Yeah, yeah. The, the video I saw was uh, you as a player, uh, very, very beautiful female form in a bikini and high heels, which, of course, always goes together, right? Why not? With an AK, shooting um, cars and stuff on the streets. And um, <laughs> instead of car or instead of bullets, you have like a diesel truck. You have a sports car. It's very random. Exactly. Now... The the mod is entertaining, and it did get a chuckle out of me, but I can't see this one having any long-term, I don't know, playability for me. Yeah, no, not so much. Next one, Plain, plain Armageddon? Uh, plain Armageddon something? What, like, I don't know. Yeah, Angry Planes for back of a letter. Black of a better term. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not to be confused with Angry Birds. Now, this one had kind of an interesting video, but uh, in short... All of the airplanes want to kill you. Yeah. I uh, Watching the video, I was more intrigued with the fact that you were driving a monster truck than the fact you were driving down a hill. Now, this one I could see being fun to play because it does create sort of a constant on-the-run necessity. Mm-hmm. Where you can't just meander. Those planes are going to whack you. They'll shoot you with the missiles, ram into you, whatever. Um, yeah, sort of like the old Alfred Hitchcock Birds movie. So, uh, clever. And that one, I think, shows off the opportunity to maybe, I don't know, work with the AI. So, a lot of interesting stuff going on in that one, even if it's uh, a little odd. Yeah, well, that's kind of the, the reason for mods, right? Exactly. If you build it, they will come. Or kick you off of their server. <laughs> there you go. Next one, Ragdoll On Demand. And this kind of brings back a little bit of... Um, you know, Unreal Tournament 3, where they had ragdoll physics <laughs> in the in the models. Um, I didn't get to watch the video on this one, but it basically says, possibility the funnest of the bunch, ragdoll on demand, does exactly what it says. Any controlled character becomes a floppy, boneless ragdoll at the press of a button. I kind of like that. I really... Yeah. It's... Well, I had a lot of fun with a little kind of silly game called Ragdoll Kung Fu. And if it's anything like that, uh, you know, flopping around is kind of fun, a la 
Octodad and those sorts of games. Yeah. So <laughs> right. uh, worth checking out. Yeah. Next one on the list is Snow Problem. This basically turns San Andreas into a winter wonderland of icy goodness. Now, this one I really like because it seems like the kind of thing that you could mod and have a lot of fun with without it breaking the game per se. And yep. uh, I don't know how many physics are related to the snow, but if you're slipping and sliding around, to me, this is the kind of thing that you could just turn on and play for an evening, and it would just become sort of normal and fun. Yeah, well, one of the things I like in Grand Theft Auto is that you can go after missions, or you could just drive around and, um, you know, steal a big rig and just kind of take on the trucker life or get a motorcycle and decide to go over the hills and find the ocean, stuff like that. Yeah, so why not snow? I mean, come on. GTA kind of tends to be, I don't know, all California-based. But, you know, those of us that live in the snow zones, we get some love too, right? <laughs> well, I would hope. Last one on the list, Pedestrian Riot. And this was something that uh, GTA 3 brought in where you could kind of, you'd run into a, uh, a shopping center and people would be, you know, breaking into shops and coming after you. Now, ironically, Rockstar has had a lot of games that have pedestrian riot themes in the past. I mean, whether it's shopping mall survival or, or you know, just the regular mods. So to me, this one is another one that I would put firmly in the category of I could see myself firing up this mod and adding that additional challenge for an evening and really having a good time watching mm-hmm. everybody go crazy. Yeah, it's kind of like precursor to the zombie shooter, right? Well, all this aside, these are some great mods, but uh, what you haven't said is, what do you think of the game? How do you like it? it? On the PC, it's a little bit different than on the console. You know, when um, Xbox 360 got released a couple of years ago, I bought that GTA 5 for that, right. and I was able to dedicate a few evenings to it. Got about maybe halfway through the quest. I really liked it. I had problems with uh, aiming, mostly because I'm not a console gamer. <laughs> right. PC Master Race, yo. Um, when it came out on PC, I went out and bought the discs, um, which was kind of a big mistake. Because you install six gigabytes of game, and then you have to download six gigabytes of patch. Oh, ow. I may as well have gotten it on Steam and <laughs> <laughs> paid the same amount of money. But I I don't know. I'm, I have a physical media fetish, I guess, or something like that. Well, yeah. And I mean, there's some reason for that as far as resale is concerned, but... I can't even imagine having to spend that much time downloading when you could have just gotten it all in one, well, almost the same size download from Steam. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like smack in the face. Um, Once I got into the game, I really liked it. Uh, Third-person view, flawless, because they copied that from the console game. The first-person view was a little challenging, partially because, you know, we've played a lot of first-person shooter games. Uh, Borderlands, Dying Light most recently you know, Quake, Doom, all those, they have a certain uh, feel to them and certain keystrokes to be able to get around and move around. Rockstar didn't really implement that as well as I would have expected. So the first person mode is kind of novel. You can get into it, but you're not going to get the same effect out of the game. So um, my advice, play third person or don't (laughs) get the game because that's kind of the way that it was meant to be played. Sure. Well, the good news is we now know that they may fix these things with mods in the future because mm-hmm. it appears that sky's the limit. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, Mr. Darren here will buy the game. Um, you know, being that I've played it and I paid full price for it, I'm going to suggest, you know, wait until it gets around $30. So if you haven't bought, 
you know, haven't pulled the trigger yet, wait until that price point. Obviously, pull the trigger at that point. Get it on Steam so that you can play <laughs> some of these mods uh, and not get blacklisted from Rockstar. That's been another big thing in the news. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, that's the way, way I'm going to see it. Well, certainly interesting enough, and especially with the mods for me to look into. So maybe by the time this airs, we'll be playing GTA Five together. For more information on the topics discussed in this podcast, please consult our show notes on HardwareAsylum.com. Stay up to date on the latest at Hardware Asylum by subscribing to our RSS, now available on iTunes. Join us on Facebook or follow us on Google. This has been a Ninja Lane production, copyright 2014. Thanks for listening.